Hey, it's L.A. Lloyd, man. It's been a while since I had Saliva co-host The Rock 30. In fact, uh, almost nine years to the date. Uh, we got South by Southwest coming up here pretty soon in Austin, where we last hung out with uh, with Bobby and Paul, I believe, at the time. They are at a hotel at South yeah. by. So, uh, uh, 12th appearance for the band on the show since we launched it back in 2000, man. So, great to have you before uh, you kind of kick off your new uh, tour tonight, man. Right on, man. It's It's good to... Good to see you. Glad that you're doing well and uh, still still doing the, you know, still doing it. I have to tell you, man, nine years uh, since I last saw you, uh, you haven't aged a bit. So I, I guess the road and rock and roll has been kind of good to you. <laughs> I appreciate that, man. <laughs> yeah, I, uh, you know, the road is definitely rough, you know. And for me, I mean, I'm I'm close to five years sober and uh, which has been great. Um, and I still find the road being rough, even though I'm sober, you know, Yeah, it's just, it's always tough to be away from, from family and stuff, but it's, it's what we do. It's, it's what I love doing. And, uh, you know, I don't know how to change a tire, so it's, it's, (laughs) it's gotta be music. Well, the good thing is, uh, I was supposed to go out in Vegas and see you guys when you're out there for the, uh, the happens event there. Um, you get to mingle with, uh, some radio folks and obviously you got to perform and, and look, man, being a radio person on the other side of the uh, stage there, I know what a challenge it can be for a band sometimes watching radio guys who want to talk all the time and not paying attention to the show. So did you find this a, a good opportunity to kind of get out there and, and shake the, the flesh a little bit and, and get to, uh, showcase some of your new songs, man? Was it a good event for you? Yeah, it was, a, it was awesome. And we brought it, man. And me as a, as a front man and, and, you know, I, I always feel like you have to command the room. You have to figure out how to do that. And, you know, when we, when I first got in the band in, in 2011, like you never know how it's going to work, you know, but all I ever tried to do was go out and, and just and be myself but bring the energy and just put on the best live show imaginable. And that hasn't changed, man, really. And so I always, I felt like, you know, Vegas, the only downfall was we only played like six songs, you know, it was like a short set, right? but it was like, man, we just boom, 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 boom. And, and, you know, it was it was awesome. A lot of smiles and a lot of people, they were they were loving it, man. It was cool. You know, we originally had scheduled uh, Wayne to join you on here today. But uh, as you said, he's taking a little nap there, which I, I totally uh, understand that. So I'm going to let you uh, maybe paraphrase what you might think Wayne would have said to this question. I'll, and I'll kind of read it to you, uh, you know, because he's he's the OG, man. He's been with Saliva since, you know, the very beginning. Uh, yeah. he, he's seen every change yeah. imaginable in the band. Uh, the music industry, radio, streaming, you name it. I mean, he's pretty much seen it all. So, you know, just having conversations with him, what do you think uh, keeps him driven? And, you know, uh, again, sometimes, like you said, the road's brutal. The industry sucks sometimes. But what what keeps driving him, you know, uh, being through all the changes and challenges that he's seen over the last 20 years? Man, I think that for him, it's like an adrenaline thing. You know, he loves, he just loves music like we're connected in that way too, where, you know, before we, you know, play a show, we're jamming, you know, on the bus, old Van Halen records and, (laughs) you know, old Sabbath are just like, he'll, he'll always try to like, um, you know, quiz me on certain songs. They'll play something. Hey, what do you know what this is? And I'm like, yeah, dude, you know, that's, uh, you know, whatever Blackfoot or, or thin Lizzie or just old stuff. So I think music is like, 
it's what he he does and he can't change a tire either so you know i think it's like he he's uh what else are you gonna do man i mean we he loves uh being on the road that's his thing is he does like being on the road he's never been a guy that loves being in the studio you know but um you know he does it because he likes creating but i think live is where he he likes to likes it most yeah and um just just watching this thing i know that he would say from where we started in 2011 to now it's just been this slow climb man and and it's like each year when we recap it's like we had a good year so what would why we can't stop it just always seems like things are getting more positive and we really wanted to reintroduce the band at radio again and get back in the radio world and i felt like we we dropped the ball there you know the the past few records because we had some great songs we wrote some great songs that we were really proud of but you know a whole lot of people that didn't really hear about it or, right. or know about it and um but we tried to do a different approach when i first got in the band was you know we signed this deal with this company that just gave us all this money but they had no idea how to do a record or promote a record and that was around the time that we had met um and then i said you know after that i go we got to do things differently man why don't we just try to do a distro deal at least we know that it's coming out and it's doing that and we'll try to just like work our core fans and and then let the rest fall into place eventually down the road and um, you know, now like each record's just different how we would would approach it. And this one was like we really gotta get into the radio world and we have to, you know, just kind of to bring some life back to the band and and, and the brand because they had a lot of success at radio, you know, back in the day. And um that legacy is is still why this band is able to do what it does you know also yeah and you know, look man i've got a saliva platinum album hanging on my wall in the studio so yeah of course um uh, something right. I, I did want to give you and i don't know if you've ever played this game or not before but it's a great way to pass the time away if you know music and you love music and here's the way the game works it's basically i'll start it off and say errol smith okay uh errol smith ends with an h so you got to pick it up and pick a band that starts with h so say you say heart and then the next person has to pick up the last letter, which is T, and you could go, then Lizzie. And then I could say, yes, and you could go, sticks, uh, and then you got an X, and then you're really f- so. <laughs> but yeah, I gotta, let me tell I you, dude, I've gone that. round and round and round with uh, old record guys who was in the business back in the 70s and 80s. I mean, we would drink and just play this game at a campfire or something like that at a cabin. We, this could go on for hours, man. So it's it's a pretty oh, interesting bet. game, Matt. If you because uh, you'll start and you can do any genre. It doesn't matter as long as you can. You know, you start with the the last letter of the person who did it, and then it just keeps going. It's so anyway. I'm off topic here, but when you mentioned that wasting time on the bus, try that game sometime because it'll it'll go forever. <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely. One thing I have been doing is, you know, every band who's been on the show pretty much since, uh, you know, lockdown or COVID, uh, you know, is this question right here? And and is it uh, lockdown? Was it a creative time for you or was it like, you know, just kind of down and having, you know, depressed, looking down at your beer or, you know, what was that lockdown for uh, for saliva? And, you know, even being a part, how did you uh, work your parts even to just to do demos? It was both. You know, I think everybody you know, I mean, I don't think anyone can really say they had just a wonderful time. So, uh, you know, there was ups and downs and, 
I think that made for like this record that we're about to release is a lot of songs from that, from that, from, you know, like high on me and crows were written during COVID. And okay. like, um, that's when I really tried to dig deep and, and find that core again. Cause you know, I had, I'd been a couple, you know, year and a half sober at that time or whatever. And I was still kind of going through that stuff. And, um, you know, songwriting was something that I'd kind of put down for a minute. Uh, and then when I picked it back up, I was sober when I did it. You know, I hadn't really, that last record we had done in 2018, I was not sober when I was writing. So I wanted to, it was challenging in a sense of um, trying to put myself into those situations, uh, you know, once again and relive that to to tell the tell, you know, and tell the story. And and also, you know, with this record, like lyrically, um, I wanted to make sure that people that were going through the same things or have gone through the same things were able to connect and and understand, you know, where I'm coming from. And, you know, there's definitely a lot for everyone. There's lyrics that are about overcoming and um there's lyrics you know with people like that just still still almost like groundhog day you know right. and and uh if i can you know connect with one person that's that means more to me than than anything that's why i do it um and during covid was definitely creative because out of 34 songs wow to narrow it down and i'm telling you most of the ones picked were from that era <laughs> and i wonder if that says something like maybe maybe the songs just feel felt more i don't know may honest in that in that regard of what i'm trying to get across and i think we were all very vulnerable you know no matter if you write songs or like you said you you change those tires we all went through kind of a a challenging time right there um obviously we have been playing the songs you mentioned uh crows and currently high on me and we'll, we'll talk about those shortly uh you know but I, honestly till i just heard you say that there is an album coming out i didn't know if you were just going to continue on this path of just releasing singles because my question is you know are full-length albums as important as they were five years ago because you know it kind of started in maybe pop or hip-hop that they were just putting out singles but I've seen so many rock bands do it as well. And and maybe it's more on the younger bands that, you know, are concentrating on getting out a single every four to eight weeks. But to me, like I said, man, I, I still feel like, you know, that album is like a book. It's chapters, it's stories and time. And, you know, what what's your vibe on still releasing full albums? Well, a lot of the bands from our era, that's what we grew up on. Right. It was all about, you know, and, and even like you, I mean, that was the, the best thing about going to a record store and buying the physical record, you know, yeah. um, for the artwork and the liner notes and all that stuff. And, uh, I think that the newer bands, it's all about streaming and it's all about likes and it's all about that stuff. And I think that for us, at least we're still in the mind, we're still in that whole, like, okay, we know we have to do the streaming thing and we're late to the game on that, but we also want, to do things the way we're used to doing them and that's having physical CDs and doing, you know, putting vinyl out and, you know, all that stuff for the core fans and for the people who actually do love that stuff. I'm telling you, man, we can't keep vinyl and can't keep 
CDs and stuff in stock at our shows. That's great. So that tells us that people actually do still love that stuff. Yeah. So far, what we've learned a little bit about Crows, as you, you said, it was written during that time, had a pretty good run on the Rock 30. Uh, outside of all that, you know, give me a little more, more info about this song, because I would like to play it uh, as a Rock 30 extra today as well and maybe set it up before I do. So Crows was one of those that when we were writing it, um, I remember going upstairs and I remember sitting down and I had the music and I remember sitting there and I, I must have rewritten the verses a couple times. Okay. And the chorus was, was something that I just, I, I knew it had to be big and it had to be, you know, this, this big melody, you know, I, I felt like some of the previous records, I was kind of staying in this lane. And I, I remember like people would always tell me, uh, you know, Bob Marlette actually, which was a producer who produced a lot of the early saliva stuff. Yeah. He actually told, cause I was going to get him to produce some of this. And he had said to me, he had said, Bobby, all this stuff you're sending me, it was like for another project, mm. but it was me singing. And he goes that you need to make saliva. Right. Because you're in saliva. Like he says, that is so good and so cool. And he says, your range, he's like, you've got to show your range. You've got to, you've got to sing. You got to, you know, basically you got to do it. Right. That was like the light bulb that went off, you know? <laughs> and so then a lot of those newer songs like high on me, the range in that chorus and crows is, is another one that is really showcasing, um, more vocal abilities that I'm capable of doing. Um, and, uh, so that was definitely a deeper song, you know, a relationship going south, um, somebody that just won't change their ways and just keeps keeps dragging you down. Yeah, that's the whole like, you know, I won't I'm not bowing to the crows inside your head. Like the things that make you crazy doesn't mean that I have to follow them. And, you know, someone just with that, with their own you know, addictions and, and stuff. So, yeah, that's, that's a great setup. Uh, I did want to talk about the, uh, you know, the celebration of, uh, uh, you released the EP every 20 years on May 7th, 2021 to commemorate the 20th anniversary of, of every six seconds. Uh, tell me a little bit about this EP and going back and, and re-recording it. And I love what you said about what Bob Marlette said, that you kind of have to own Bobby being in saliva. So, this is kind of your opportunity again to kind of go back and you sing these songs live every night, but this time you were, you know, recording these songs, you know, putting your touch on it. So was that a, a tough EP to do or you felt it was just something really cool to do for the fans and, and even for you maybe personally? That was something that just kind of came out of nowhere. We, you know, we would just talk about ideas and we knew the 20th anniversary was coming and, um, you know, they had talked about doing like a reunion and I, mind you, I was like one of the biggest advocates for that. Mm -hmm. I thought it was going to be awesome for them to do it. I thought they should have done it. Um, and the whole COVID thing happened and it just like, it put everything like on the back burner. Right. And so we were just kind of like, well, we wanted to do something. And, you know, Wayne and I had talked about maybe doing, um, a covers EP and okay. then we would just one or two old songs. Gotcha. And then it ended up turning to an EP of old songs and then one cover. Cause we, we had recorded a bunch of covers too. So we wanted to do a, like a covers album or something during that, during that time. I think everybody during the COVID, especially if you're like ADD and you, you're just like, <laughs> you're here and you're there and you're over there. Right. And it's like, 
it's hard to stay focused on this. You, you want to branch out and you see people online doing all these covers and doing all this stuff. And, you know, we've never really been a cover band, even though two of the covers that I did with the band are, you know, multi-million, you know, streamed songs. Yeah. So it's like, okay, well, there it is. Maybe we'll do some more and um, have fun with it. Um, that's kind of how that, that whole EP came about. We didn't want to re-record the whole record. I met so many people and I would always have people that would come up and ask me, man, when are you guys going to record something with your voice on it? You know, maybe an old song or something. Yeah. And, uh, I just never really thought of it. Um, you know, just kind of go in and out, you know, what my ear and like, yeah, man, it sounds great. You know? And, uh, especially I heard that a lot when we were like in like Europe and right. Australia, some of those other countries, those fans were like more into that kind of stuff, you I know, you. wanting to hear my voice on the, um, on the old stuff you know, try to stay true to what they were and just, you know, it'd be my, my take on them. And that's it. I think it was a great idea. Well, I'm uh, glad catching up with you today uh, on the road for uh, what you're calling the spring mayhem tour with uh, my good friends and, and through fire and also any given sins on there. I did want to ask you though. Um, now I saw some of the VIP packages and I think people have got pretty clever with their VIP packages as this has kind of become yeah. the norm on touring, but you got one called the VIP bus hang. Now, do you, does that yep. mean you got to keep the bus tidy at all times? You got to have good smelling candles in there because I've been on some tour buses and I don't know if I would consider that the VIP treatment if I had to hang on the bus. <laughs> no. So what it is is that you basically you pay for the VIP bus hang and you get to come on the bus and clean the bus. Ah, well, yeah. there you go. You guys are way <laughs> smarter, man. You're thinking ahead of myself here. <laughs> yeah, that's, no, that's um, awesome. I'm pretty OCD, like when it comes to my house, keeping my house clean, right? Keeping the bus clean, so you know, I see a chip on the floor, it, it, you know, I start shaking. Um, I mean, for the most part, we try to keep a, a decently clean bus, and, and I own the bus. Oh, okay. So I always tell them, I'm like, look, man, like y'all, come on, who keeps blowing their nose in these socks? Right. You know, this is just. <laughs> bus driver said that years ago. You kind of sound like me. I, I, I try to keep a clean place as well, man. I, I think the best compliment I had, uh, you know, this was 20 years ago and I was living single, but I, this girl was over there. We had a party at the house and she came out of my bathroom. She just thrown up in there. She was like, I got to tell you, that was the cleanest bathroom I've ever thrown up in in my life. I was like, thanks a lot. <laughs> And then she just ruined it. <laughs> exactly. Now I know what's awaiting me after all you f leave, man. So, right. Well, let's talk about High on Me. And, um, you know, you kind of said it for me what I was thinking. Uh, you know, and I've heard some great songs from Saliva since you joined the band. But when I got High on Me, I was like, man, you know, you always hear people say, well, this is, this is the one, man. But for me, I got to tell you, this is where I felt like. You know, and and this is no disregard to Josie. Oh, I love Josie, he's my brother. But this is the first yeah. time I felt like you had had solidified your place in the band. This was the song to me. I was like, okay, this is where saliva needs to be, and where they need to keep moving upward from there. I mean, I, I think Bob put something good in your brain, man. So I know that's a big setup to this song, but maybe kind of pick it up from there. Yeah, high on me was a song. It was also another one of those written. Actually, that one was right before COVID. Okay. We actually, well, yeah, because it, it was December when that one was written. Okay. And then uh, everything started happening in, you know, January, February. That was one of those songs that 
you know, my sister had battled with uh, opioids and um, I just lost a dear friend of mine, you know, seven months ago to it. And I wanted to write a song about um, a relationship where the other person like it, it, like, you know, pills and drugs take over the relationship and take over. Um, and so it was kind of like the thought was, is it is it uh, me or or the drugs that keep you around? You know, right. That that thing, like, are you high on me? Or are you just high on the pills you take? I, I just think that that's one of those songs that I felt it rocked. It rocked enough, but it, it just it needed a message because originally what my my first thought on that song was, OK, this has to be like ESPN, like sports. And <laughs> and then then I thought, dude, we could write I could write a hundred of those kind of songs. I want to write a song that's heavy and rocks, but means something. Right. You know, and, and you know, some tongue in cheek lines like uh, mother taught me, give her black coffee, see what spills from her mouth like that line. Just things like that, just just clever and not stuff you hear all the time. Yeah, for sure. And, you know, that uh, was leading me into my next question uh, because, you know, I was going to say, you know, here's Saliva with the, uh, is a band who can write the best ballads. You can write the heaviest stuff you need. Uh, you can put them both on the same album. You can release ballads or heavy stuff as singles. They've all worked uh, throughout the, the the band's longevity there. But I think it's the first time that I've heard you know anyone in Saliva kind of say what you did. You know, it's a heavy song. It's not really a ballad, but it has that message. So it seems like that's kind of the the next phase of maybe songwriting for uh, for you guys because you know people do want it heavy, but. It's melodic. It's got a message, and and I that's why I think this one just really hit me as one that you and the band really owns and have you know just gone to a, a different level, if you will. Yeah, and that and that's what I love about this band and the catalog and the history is that there is there's just there's something for everyone. You know, there's melodic, there's heavy, there's the rappy stuff. There's so it's really like you don't have to stay in one lane. Being creative, staying true to what you do, you keeping your lyrics honest and keep it rock and roll though you right. know i mean i don't know i don't think that we could ever stray too far and and um you know we got in these 34 songs where we chose you know 12 where we could put three records out right now you know and <laughs> um worth the material and, and let me tell you like when we're picking singles you know bob hathaway our you know our manager and you know bob and he's he's telling me he's like we have a good problem because we, we couldn't figure out what song we were going to put out it was between three songs right high on me others and we're like well we got to put something out you know and and then i think ultimately high on me just it had the message that i just wanted to deliver and i i already had like a video idea yeah we released and so the you know that was the one man so we're we're stoked about it and we you know we're we're just glad that we're able to share it you know, with, with the world. And well, I was with, uh, I was with Bob at another, uh, convention in Vegas, uh, last September and he had, you know, just, we were sitting on the bus. It was kind of hard to hear, but he had kind of stuck his phone up to my ear and played a couple of tracks. Oh, what do you think about this? I was like, well, the best I can hear, it sounds great. But you know, I said, you know, send me some of this stuff. And once he started sending it to me, I, you know, I kept saying, I was like, man, this is, this is good stuff. So I'm really happy to hear that you're, uh, you're going to be putting out the, the full album for sure. One thing that uh, I did want you to, you know, have a little forum here to speak to the fans, you know, because literally since the beginning of the Internet, I mean, 
there's always been haters, no matter what you do. If you're a singer, you're an actor, or whatever the case may be, there's going to be haters hiding behind the internet and hiding behind their computer. And God knows Saliva's had their share of that, uh, you know, through <laughs> the changes that the band has had. But, you right. know, for those fans that have literally been there since, you know, 20 years with you, I mean, what do you, what do you have to say to those fans that have said, look, man, life changes. People go through marriages, divorces, bands, you know, change uh, people. What do you have to say to those fans that have just stuck it out with you through the long haul? Man, I'm grateful for all of the fans that have stuck by us and stuck by me, you know, through it. Um, but I'm also, you know, I have no, uh, you know, ill will towards the people that that hated it because I feel like it it just fueled what you know it fueled me and what I was trying to do and you know, uh, but you know, it it's always feels good to to win people over. I do, you know, but that wasn't something that I was like I have to do this. Right. You can't you know spend your life trying to change people's minds or, or, or whatever. And then, you know, the internet, I mean, that's what the internet's for. I mean, people, it's a platform for people to just kind of say what they want to say. And when probably, you know, 20 years ago, they were told in class to be quiet. Right. It's just kind of, the, yeah, it's all good either way, man. We, you know, I'm, I'm grateful for it all. And, just grateful that I can play rock and roll on stage. You look extremely happy today. And I, like I said, man, you look, uh, being sober has done you well, man. Uh, maybe I need Thank to back you. off a little bit myself because you look, you look great. You look happy. my wife, too, for being, for for being sure. amazing. But. So as we close it out today, uh, we got time to play one more uh, song from your catalog. And it can be just one you love to sing live or just something that you love to listen to. What would be your saliva artist pick for today, if you will? I just have to say your disease man that's yeah, just kind that's of the song. that's the first song that i ever heard that we all ever heard and i remember just thinking that song it just it did something yeah it's funny that that riff does remind me of the days of the new song <laughs> but the day of the new song was acoustic <laughs> i never thought <laughs> about that heavier, now i won't ever be was, able to get that out of my head <laughs> now yeah you'll hear it but like i remember thinking that you know i was because i was so into music and like it was like I would study music and songwriting and all that stuff. And I remember thinking that at the time, because, you know, I loved Limp Bizkit and loved all that stuff then, man. But, you know, Papa Roach, I remember Papa Roach came to Jacksonville and played in front of like 20 people. Wow. You know, and, and they gave out those those street teams, those uh, streetwise CDs. It was like a two song disc. It had like Last Resort on it and Dead Cell. Right. And then they come back two months later, sold out 2000 people at Plush, you right. know. And but my point was, I remember going to Hot Topic. You could like listen to the the new CDs that are out, mm. and that was how I discovered Saliva. Wow! So was um, <laughs> that's was that. a great story. I never heard that. I remember playing at radio here would play this out of your disease. Yeah, and I think I just was always glued to that one. It just feels like it has all the elements of the band wrapped into one song. Yeah, yeah, I totally with agree your, with, with the rappy verses, huge melody breakdown slow bridge like it just it had all the pieces man well that's a great pick glad to play it again today and congratulations on uh, the success and keeping on keeping on man and uh you know give my regards to uh, wayne and the rest of the guys in the band and good seeing you i, I hope you guys roll back through austin i did catch you at the hot spot i wasn't able to say hi because you i got there right about the time you were going on but uh uh, if you come back through Austin again, man, let's definitely get together and do this in person and, uh, you know, grab a beer. Well, grab something and uh, some barbecue at least, man, and uh, have a good time. Thank you, buddy.